All right, welcome back to uh, episode number three. I'm your host, Taha Sheikh. And joining Taha this evening is your co-host, Daniel Sardar. Hope you're all staying warm inside tonight. And it's uh, the last man standing. Um, we are now officially on uh, Spotify. Wow, big win. Uh, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And our official Instagram page and Twitter page and Facebook page will also be launching right before the launch of episode number four. Uh, Danielle and I have been working hard at um, getting our marketing together and making sure that our uh, Instagram posts are lit and really nicely designed. But, you know, before we uh, get on to our agenda for this week's uh, let's say call for our podcast, they say a podcast makes it or breaks it if they record episode number three. So I want to congratulate you, Danielle. Here's another handshake that is happening right now. His hands are soft. His grip moist. is firm. His grip <laughs> is firm. He feels really, he feels really proud. But you know what? Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been a blast. Yeah. So uh, thank you for all your feedback that you guys have left us uh, on our personal social media accounts and. Um, and the reviews left on Spotify has been great. I think we had about 500 streams in our second episode. So congratulations to uh, the Last Man Standing fan base. Uh, yeah, so just building off of that, uh, this week's edition is all NBA. Uh, what our goal is for this podcast is to run through the two conferences, uh, give our picks of the the seeds that are going to make the playoffs, give you some projections, uh, award winners, and just have some fun with it. The Raptors, the defending NBA champions. It's an ex- it's an exciting time, and uh, let's see if they can repeat. I don't know. Uh, can they? Anything, anything, right now, anything is possible. I think you saw that in the last year's NBA playoffs. Yeah, we did. Uh, and I'm gonna stick with that. Okay, okay. And let's let's just carry on. I think our our listeners are ready to hear. What Danielle the Great has to say <laughs> on this week's episode of The Last Man Standing. All right, let's get it going. We'll start off with the Eastern Conference. So my projected top seed in the conference, don't hate me for it, is the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm leaving the room. He's leaving the room. Funny enough, the door is behind me, so he'd have to get through me to leave the door, which is not going to happen. But here, stick with me for a second. This team is built to really win now. And when I think back to our championship run last year, the team that we had most trouble with, the length, the skill, was the 76ers. And if it wasn't for that Hail Mary last shot by Kawhi, Maybe the 76ers are NBA champions right now. So with that said, you know, they picked up Al Horford, uh, a much better interior defender. Uh, They lost a couple of key pieces like Jimmy Butler. But you know what? I think the 76ers are absolutely built to win now. I think Joel Embiid, if he can stay healthy and if Ben Simmons can hit a couple of threes here and there, I think they are really built for the playoffs. who's, Who's your top pick in the East? Uh, it's a team that you said we struggled the most against. Uh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, last year they finished in sixteen twenty two. Yep. There's a guy named by the Greek freak there by Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Uh, his brother is also playing on that team. Is he? And uh, Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez are both playing on that team as well. So all the brothers seem to be playing together. Yeah. So my, my, bro- good, my brother and I didn't make so it. So there's one so. good brother and one shit brother. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, so if my brother and I were playing... You'd be the shit brother. <laughs> just because he's taller than me? Like, Anyways, aside from the I, I, I honestly think that um, the Bucks will be one of the best teams in the league this year. I know Brogdon is gone. But they did bring back George Hill. Uh, Bledsoe's still there. Ilya Sova's still there. Kyle Korver's there now. Ooh, the sharpshooter. Uh, so I think this team still has depth to do some damage in the East. And the East is wide open, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail. I think Milwaukee's roster tells them the self that what well, their game plan is give the ball to Giannis and hope that uh, they, uh, they score. And I think finishing off with, with Milwaukee is Giannis had made it pretty explicit that he has free agency decision depends on the fact how Milwaukee does over the next season. Mm. So well, with that said, I'll move on to the second seed. I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you did mention they lost a couple of key pieces, most notably Mark, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, but they re-signed all their key free agents. Uh, I feel like if they can limit Giannis' time a bit this year and kind of keep him fresher for the playoffs, uh, I think they will go a long way. Um, I think they're also built to win now because really Giannis's free agent decision, you know, rests on how well they do in the playoffs. So I've got them pushing second. Who's your pick? I got the Philadelphia 76ers going uh, second in the East. Uh, I, I think once again, I think it's one of the best defensive teams that I've seen in the NBA in a long time. Uh, the length that they have at each position, incredible. Uh, I think, and it's a defensive mindset. I know they lost JJ Redick, a sharp shooter, yep. but personally, I think. Um, these guys are here to play uh, the mentality that Joel Embiid has uh, to win and his aggressiveness. I think it spreads up amongst all, all edges of the team. So you have Horford, Harris, and then you got Ben Simmons as well, and then um, Josh Richardson. Uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Richardson. Richardson might be the smallest starter in that starting five, which is scary because he's about 6'5". <laughs> and yeah, but that but that gives him some versatility. Uh, Absolutely. You know, on the wings and, and shooting as well. Um yeah, I just think they're going to be a competitive team in the East, and it'll be it's going to be a close call. Cool. Uh, moving on to the third seed. Now, I have a feeling Taha and I will have the exact same team here. I hope so anyway. I have the Toronto Raptors coming in third. Um, and, you know, listen, Kawhi's gone. He's in L.A. He's enjoying life. But you know what? Don't give up on the defending champions just yet. We haven't, you know, made drastic changes, and that's perfectly fine. The one thing I will throw out right now is – Daha has his hand on his head. I don't know why. I mean, like, listen, bro. <laughs> you want to support another team, you can go. But hear me out. They went 17-5 last year without Kawhi Leonard. All right? If you were to project that winning percentage over an 82-game uh, period, that's close to 60 wins. I'm not saying they're going to win 60 games, but the point I'm making is they have enough talent to kind of compensate for that big loss of, uh, of Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, Pascal Siakam, after his big extension, he's going to take a step up. Uh, OG's really going to step up as well. So it'll be really fun to see how this team rebounds and defends its crown. Uh, I have Toronto Raptors finishing third. Taha, who do you have? See, the thing with the Raptors, and I'll get to that when I uh, pick them in one yeah, of my positions. <laughs> no. yeah. um, there's a lot of step-ups and a lot of ifs surrounding that team. Um, the, the team that I have going third as well has quite a few ifs and thens and buts as well. But uh, I got the Boston Celtics. I think it's pretty high. 
I'm not gonna lie, and, and, and it, but it just seemed the most correct to me. I uh, see Kemba Walker's Boston Celtics finishing up third in the East. I know they lost Al Horford. Uh, couldn't really find a replacement for him. I don't think Ennis Cantor is a replacement for Al Horford. Um, he's he's probably gonna get a few injuries. He's uh, but he he is something. I think he fits into the Boston culture pretty well. But I think the depth that they have in the guard position, uh, the Jalen not well, Jalen Brown. He's not a guard, but like small forward guard. Jalen Brown, Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, I think and and. Kemba Walker being the quarterback for that team. And I'm hoping Gordon Hayward steps up this year and, you know, really rebounds and brings some Utah Jazz basketball back to the NBA. Uh, I got the Boston Celtics finishing third, uh, I think, with maybe 50 wins. Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, well, speaking of the Celtics, they're my number four seed in the East. I have them projected at about 51 uh, wins. And listen, there are a lot of question marks surrounding the Celtics. They lost Al Horford, their best interior defender, and a leader on that team who really kept them together through a lot of the turmoil that Kyrie Irving was going through or bringing into the locker room. Uh, they brought in Kemba Walker. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Kyrie, but he should be less controversial for sure. And Ennis Kenter, he is not nearly the defender that Al Horford is. So I can tell you right now, uh, they failed to replace Horford adequately. With that said, I think they're a, a sound team. They're coached really well, and they have some young studs. I think J, J, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to take some huge strides this year. The biggest question mark is the health of Gordon Hayward. And with that said, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a bench player? If he is a bench player, that's the most expensive bench player. He's getting there traded. <laughs> Good luck trading that contract, all right? He will be the most expensive I'll, bench uh, player there is in the I'll, league. Uh, I'll, I got I'll some cap space. at four. Who I'll do make some cap space for uh, <laughs> my boy Hayward. Uh, at four, I got the uh, champions. The defending champions. I don't call them the Raptors. I call them the champions. Okay. Uh, I got the Raptors finishing up fourth. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of stepping up to do. For this team, um, Pascal Siakam contract year uh, has that extension on his on his on his plate already. Uh, Lowry got that hometown, not discount, but got a hometown extension. Right, got, he got the extension and, and an award. He got an award for for uh, extension. Uh, he got that ring on his finger now too. But OG Norman Pascal, uh, I'll even put Ibaka in there in the mix as well. Ibaka's still young comparatively. They all got something to prove. Uh, to you know, for the next step in their careers, whatever uh, the next you know journey is for them, or the next chapter is, is for them. So I got my hometown Toronto Raptors. Uh, Terrence Davis was a surprise in summer league, uh, and I'm I'm high on that kid. Yeah. And Matt Thomas as well. I really hope he finds a way into the rotation. I want to see a 98 field goal percentage, you know, mm-hmm. open up or whatever it was. But that's my fourth seed. Uh, I think that the top four that we've picked. Yeah. In the East is competitive. I think Very it can shuffle up a bit here and yeah, there. They can go, but let's yeah. round up the bottom four. I Absolutely. Guess. So number five, I've got the uh, the Brooklyn, but the biggest winners arguably of the free agency, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they brought in Kyrie Irving to to really take that next step towards a championship. Uh, I don't think this is the Nets year. I think next year, depending on Durant's health, they can be a lot higher on our charts. Maybe even the first or second seed. 
But currently, as the roster is constructed, uh, I think they're a good fit for number five. You've got Kyrie there. Uh, you have DeAndre Jordan. They lost D'Angelo Russell, but hopefully Kyrie can pick up some of that slack at the point guard position. Uh, and with that said, they have a lot of depth uh, in their uh, in their secondary unit. Uh, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddle, I think they're very good players, and uh, they have an outstanding culture in Brooklyn, uh, number five. I think for me, number five, just like you, I got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving's Brooklyn Nets. I don't think they're going to be crazy dominant this year unless, you know, I, think, I don't think, I think Kevin Durant's pretty shortly gone for the year. Uh, they haven't ruled him out completely yet, but I think Kyrie uh, with Allen and Jordan and LeVert, they can do a bit of damage, but not enough to get past a team like the Philadelphia 76ers or Brooklyn Nets or, uh, sorry, Brooklyn, or the uh, Boston Celtics, or even the Raptors. I think Irving is a one-man show right now there. So in order to get anything done for that team, they'll need someone to step up and become uh, maybe Joe Harris since his time. But I think the Nets will be a five, even lower, if anything. And just uh, rounding out uh, six, seven, and eight, I've got the Pacers at six. They've added Malcolm Brogdon, the former Rookie of the Year. Oladipo, he's still out. But I think uh, when Sabanis you know, really gets going, uh, they will still be a good team. Orlando at number seven, they're going to take another step forward. We faced them in the first round last year, and I think this is the time for their stars to really take that next step. With Vucevic and uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, Mo, Bamba, uh, Mo Bamba, they're outstanding players. And number eight is the Pistons. Uh, Dwayne Casey coached Pistons. They added Derrick Rose, uh, who had an okay, who had a great rebound season with Minnie as reserve. But you still have Andre Drummond, you still have Blake Griffin, and Reggie Jackson at the PG position. I think Miami misses out. Those are my six, seven, eight. Round it off. Uh, Indiana going six. Uh, I like the acquisition of TJ Warren for that team. Uh, I was high on Warren, even in fantasy. I think that guy has something to prove. He has something about him that you know really stands out to me uh, and then I got Orlando and Miami fighting for the 7-8 hey Tyler Hero that's it <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Jimmy Butler I'm not going to talk about Winslow or any of the other guys there or uh, Adebayo or any of that I, I don't it doesn't matter I think that team has something to prove and Jimmy Butler is going to play like he's never played before uh it's going to be better than his Chicago days and better than his Philadelphia days and better than his Minnesota days. He's been, been everywhere. He's been everywhere. He's but been everywhere. I think overall Eastern Conference is going to be stacked uh, with talent and a lot of surprises. I'll tell you that much. But uh, moving on from surprises, I think the most competitive um, Western Conference that we've ever seen in the NBA. It's always competitive at the Western Conference. But it will be the most competitive. This was the most balanced NBA ever. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't okay. think it's balanced. Oh, you don't think it's balanced? And I, and, okay. and I, and I can go on for that for days. I think uh, the imbalance was created by a guy named LeBron James. No shots taken there. But um, <laughs> Kawhi snapped his fingers, brought balance to the entire NBA. <laughs> he, he snapped fingers and he shook everyone and brought Toronto back on the map and brought a ring to a country that's never seen a championship before. Uh, so when it comes to Kawhi and talking about the Western Conference, I think no surprises there. I got my, not my, I'm going to say LA's Clippers, Doc Rivers Clippers, rounding it off at the first seed for uh, the Western Conference. I think that team with Paul George and Kawhi and a bit of Patrick Beverly, sure. and I think those guys can really fight for that first position. And I'm going to stick with them. I think 
you might not see too many games of Paul George and Kawhi together because of load management, obviously. Uh, but that team's gonna is built to win, and I got them for my first seed. Who do you have going first and second? Uh, interesting. So I'm just gonna build off of your argument there. I think the Clippers will compete with the 76ers all year long for the best record in the NBA. Uh, the Clippers are the most balanced, the most complete, the best defensive team on paper. Uh, and assuming that PG comes back in November healthy, assuming that Kawhi can you know load, he doesn't have to go through load management again. I think they will be uh, like the best team in the Western Conference. And you mentioned some of the names on their bench. I think Lou Williams, the perennial sixth man of the year. Uh, Montrose Harkel, he's an outstanding player as well. Uh, I think the Clippers are built to win. My second seed in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets, I think they've made huge strides year over year with their young core. Jokic might be the best center in the NBA. He might be the best big man who can pass in the NBA. You've got the Canadian treasure in Jamal Murray, who's going to take the next step. Murray. Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, that team is very deep. And here's the X factor in all this. Michael Porter Jr., he is healthy. He's back. He is back. He's back. He was supposed to go in the top five in his draft year. He slipped. Hey, I was Denver. supposed to go top three in my draft. Yeah, okay, but sure, sure. Look sure. what happened to yeah, me. Yeah, well, things happen, right? So I've got Denver at number two. What do you have? Anything is possible. Don't doubt me, Danielle. I'll take you one-on-one in any sport but soccer. Um, and, yeah, so I think I agree with you there. I got the Denver Nuggets finishing off second as well. Uh, I can't explain it better than that. I think the Canadian pride in me loves to see a kid like Jamal Murray do so well. Mississauga native, right? Uh, Kitchener. Kitchener. Kitchener native. Kitchener. Tristan Thompson is Mississauga, boy. There you go. I love from Mississauga, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> Clearly not. I'm sure there's someone out there that wants to. I'm sure there's an NBA out there, player out there. Hit us up. <laughs> if you don't have a poor Mississauga, hit us up and please tell or us. Hit us up if you're interested in knowing where I live. <laughs> I'm not, that was a joke. Uh, by the way, I live in Markham. Um, yeah, I got Denver Nuggets. I got the finishing up second. Uh, for me, third, tough call. It's a team from California, and it's not the LA Lakers. Hmm. It is the Golden State Warriors. Even with all those losses? Even with all those losses. And, and the, re- the reason I say this is because Steph Curry will have more shots to take. It'll be an MVP year for him. Curry and D'Angelo Russell, running the gun with him, will be outstanding I know Clay Thompson's probably been ruled out. I still think Clay might come back. Uh, but I think Willie Cauley-Stein, Curry, Draymond, and D'Lo will really shake things up. Because Tahashi, get it? Sure. Um, will really uh, finish off strong in third. And then fourth, uh, I'll take the LA Lakers. And I and, and, and that's just because... Uh, it's fourth? Yeah, fourth. I'll take LA Lakers, and I'm not going to give an explanation. I'm not a big LeBron fan. But I'll just say LeBron and AD. But you'll just say LeBron and that's more than adequate. I think it's more than adequate. But I'll say LeBron because he's 34-year-old LeBron who finished fourth. Uh, I just think that team has a lot of holes and will have a lot of issues down the road. And I also clearly think, and maybe next podcast we'll talk about this, that Anthony Davis will be on his way out of Lakertown at the end of the season. But that's my one, two, three, and four. Uh, And I think I'll throw it over to you for your five, six. Well, I gotta go my three and four actually. Oh, you actually have that. Yeah, I mean, you're missing you're missing out some good content here. Uh, all right, let's go number three. Uh, now, it, this is where the, it gets really 
shaky because teams are so close to one another. You can really rank them any which way you want. I've got the Houston Rockets at number three. Even if you take out Russell Westbrook for just one second from that lineup, you, you still have one. you know a, an all-world player in James Harden, a very, very deep team with Eric Gordon, Capella, Tucker, uh, Green, Austin Rivers. But then you factor in Russell Westbrook, and hopefully, I don't know how these two guys are going to play. I, I just don't know. We've never seen them play together, aside from maybe Team USA. But they are both high-usage players. Uh, they both lead the league in turnovers year after year. I'm not sure. I think these guys, they'll both, both have to make some sacrifices here to see who's going to take the closing shot, who's going to be the main ball handler. But it, with, the, with that said, I think uh, cooler heads will prevail. I think the Rockets will put it all together, and they will be the third seed in the West. And I've got the Golden State Warriors in four, and they, they could be lower, to be very honest with you. And I think I only put them at four because I have this feeling Clay might come back at some point towards the end of the year. But with that said, Clay is always back. Clay well he came back and was it game six or game, game Let's not three? talk yeah. about that's oh man. There's no Astro Beside our championship. <laughs> well he came back and he left. But with that said, uh to your point the uh, Willie Collins team was picked up from Sacramento. Uh you know Steph Curry, he's an all world shooter. He can make a difference all by himself. It really comes down to their new big three, D'Angelo Russell, Steph and Draymond. With that one, said, not two, but three. The three. Well, everyone is a big three now. Phoenix has a, a big three now, so I don't know how big. Shout big out three to the Suns, Devin Booker, man. I got you <laughs> always. Uh, moving on, number five and six. Who do you have? Uh, I'll round it off for you. I'm, I, I'll, I'll give a bit of explanation on my fifth pick, but then after that, I'm just gonna list them for you. Go ahead. I don't. I don't think any of those teams deserve an explanation. Uh, I got the Utah Jazz finishing fifth. Okay. Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley, Ingles, Bogdanovich, Gobert. That team, outstanding team. is deep. All right? Like, when I was in camp, we used to uh, do this thing where if somebody said something really, uh, you know, heart-wrenching and something emotional, we used to do this thing. It's called, that's deep. And I'm expecting you to do that from now on every time I say something that's clever. So, on account of three... Uh, I'm not doing that. We're going to say... <laughs> You're going to hear him say D by himself. No, we're not doing that. One. All right. Two. Three. That's deep. See, that's... Doesn't, no, I think it's close. Maybe let's, they'll be, they'll let's, be next let's, let, let's go back to the NBA. We can I talk think, philosophical questions later. Maybe we'll start a podcast for that, too. I think that, <laughs> Late night talks with Taha. On emotions. Taha Thursdays. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's a deep pick for me. I think that team's deep. Bench is deep. Everything about that team is deep. Uh, I think they'll be a strong five. Six, I got the Houston Rockets. Uh, you know, offensive heavy team there. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all you can say. Uh, who do you have going after me? So, uh, for my five and six, actually, I have the Lakers finishing at five. Obviously, Anthony Davis was brought in to give some help to LeBron James because at his age now, he cannot lift the franchise all by himself. He can't do it anymore. They brought back Rondo. Javon McGee is back. They have a new head coach. But Rondo doesn't make any impact. Here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And they have no depth, actually. They have no bench depth whatsoever. But here's the one thing that people fail to understand. Anthony Davis has missed an average of 15 games in the last five years. So that's 15 games every single year for the past five years. That isn't even playoffs. He hasn't had too much playoff experience. He does. He hasn't. He just hasn't. And the LeBron James played the lowest minutes of his career 
last year. Now, some of that could be attributed to injury. He did miss a lot of time. But at the end of the day, this team really will go as far as AD and LeBron take them. And I'm not sure how healthy they can stay and how deep they are to make a, a long run. Uh, I've got Lakers at five, and I've got Utah at six. Uh, a very deep team, Mike Conley, who averaged a career best in scoring last year, a great playmaker. He's going to take a lot of pressure off of uh, the Spider. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who can just go off as a shooting guard, do his thing. And you've got the two-time defending, reigning defensive player of the year, Rudy Gourmet. I don't think you can go wrong. Ah, finish us off with 7-8. and eight. So, this is a tough one. Uh, I got Portland a bit lower than a lot of other teams might have them. But I think Portland will have some issues until Nurkic comes back. Yep. Hassan Whiteside might run out of battery sometimes on the defensive end. He might end. get waved. Uh, he's in trouble. Uh, but hey, 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 hey. He's on my fantasy team. Okay. So until... He's going to stop, Pat. He, he'll be fine. He'll give yeah. me my rebounds and double-doubles. Yeah. yeah. That's all. And some blocks. And yeah. that, that's about it. That's all he does. Uh, but aside from that, I think Dallas Mavericks will be a strong 18. That's surprising. I strongly disagree with you. I'm looking at you in the face. That's he's, very he's, surprising. He's not looking at me. He's looking at his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that's very surprising. That wasn't deep, guys. That wasn't deep. That was um, deep. I'm I'll, I'll just say right Dallas now. for now. I think uh, Przingis... And Doncic, and my boy Delon Wright. Shout out to the boy. Uh, well, why don't you mention JJ Barea while you're at it? That team is might as well add in Mark Cuban. Maybe he can come play for your bench. But I, th- I think the eight will be a strong fight between Dallas, Norlands. Not you know they say Norlands and Nola. You can say Nola. You can Norlands. say Orleans. You can say whatever. Uh, or you can call him Zion if you want. I don't care. I, I'm not calling Zion. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. But I also think Sacramento Kings can make a run at this at the eight seed. And I'll throw in the last team here just because I love the Phoenix Suns. If the Phoenix Suns can stay healthy and they can play at their potential, I think the Suns will definitely be a playoff team this year. Well, I disagree with all your picks, and that is perfect. So my seventh team will be the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Nurkic is out. They've added a polarizing player in Hassan Whiteside, but I still think they have enough talent to take them over the hump. And in my eighth seed, surprising a little bit, I've got the Sacramento Kings. I think that 39 wins last year, a good young coach. And I think Buddy Heald, uh, Marvin Bagley, uh, Trevor Ariza, they're, they're really going to help that cast uh, to really become a playoff team. I think the Spurs finally end their streak. Of going to the playoffs. Moving on to our uh, award winners. We're just, we're just going to keep this really short for you guys. Because we're up against the clock here. My MVP, assuming he stays healthy, is Joel Embiid. Uh, what? Who's your MVP? Wait, 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 wait. The I, best I, I, player I, I, on the best team in the NBA is the MVP. I'm just going to... I don't care if our episode goes 31 every, minutes today. And I, <laughs> I want to know... Joel he's Embiid a cannot a defensive juggernaut. If he can stay healthy, no, no, they're stop, gonna be the stop, best team in the East. They're, this is not. You know what? I could say Kawhi very easily, but I just don't trust him to stay very healthy. Funny that enough, that wasn't MB, deep. That was stupid. Embiid may <laughs> also not stupid. stay healthy, but you know what? I am very confident that Embiid will take Joel Embiid probably won't be able to spell trust the process if he had to. I think he's Steph, learned. I think, I think he's learned a lot. He's slow, and he still has a couple of years. Okay, he's fair two enough. Two years from being two years away okay. from being an MVP. I Who's think your MVP? Steph then? Curry. 
Who, who's your MVP? Steph Curry. Steph Curry? That's okay. It. Okay. Takes a safe choice, ladies and gentlemen. The, the easy I'm a safe, choice. I'm a safe man, ladies safe man, and gentlemen. Yeah, well, I'm a safe man. Uh, I don't know. On this show, safe doesn't get you the uh, last man standing title. But yeah, moving on to the defensive player of the year, I think Giannis finally gets his props. And a standing uh, defender. I'm leaving the room. This is this player. guy. Shot blocker. Uh, no, transition. No, no. Great defender. Interior low post. I got Giannis. Who's your pick? Rudy Gobert. Sure. That guy is... Do you know how easy it is for me to say Rudy Gobert and Steph Curry's MVP and DOP? He's like? French. That's it. He's... That's he, all you got? Is Rudy Gobert French? He's French. He's he from French. France. Yes, sure. yes. It's funny. He's my pick, but I don't know where he was from. Uh, I think Rudy has something to prove. He, uh, he's got, he got that Franish, Franish, <laughs> French swagger to him. <laughs> And I, I, I honestly think he will be your defensive player of the year. Uh, sixth man of the year. I'm putting on the spot here. Sixth man of the year. I will go with, I'm going to pull a Taha and go Lou Williams. You're That's high. how easy You're this high. game is. That's how easy this game is. You take the last year's champ and you recycle your picks. You know what? I'll play by your way. I'll say Lou Williams. Eric Gordon. Okay. What Two words. Sure. Eric for it. Gordon. Actually, everybody's first and last name is Eric. Two words. Eric Gordon will be six man of the year. That's a good pick as well. Um, That's a good pick as well. I went. I'm going to say rookie of the year to last because I think we're going to disagree on that. Okay. The most improved player for me is someone that was part of Big Baller Brand and now isn't the Big Baller Brand. Is Lonzo Ball might be your most improved player of the year for various reasons, but I also think it's a lot to prove going into third year, third year, third year into the NBA. But I also think the Rookie of the Year will be a lot closer this year than it was in Lonzo's year. Daniel, I'm going to leave you to introduce Rookie of the Year, but I also want to know your most improved player before we uh, head to the end of the show. I will go with uh, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. I think with Kyrie gone, he takes on a more of a leadership role. He's up for a shiny new extension this offseason as well. So I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And uh, for my Rookie of the Year... Listen, this is a bit of a no-brainer. If Zion can stay healthy and just based on what he's done... In he will be gone for two months. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate because I think he can be a really good impact player. But based on what he's seen in preseason, I think Zion or... I don't know. That's it. Are you going to make him a player now? Because I think you are. Uh, this guy named Taj, Shake. He also got drafted in the Yeah, NBA. so he made up a player. doesn't exist. <laughs> Looked him up on NBA.com. doesn't exist. I got a lot of stats, guys. Triple doubles every other night. <laughs> Pure scorer. Um, I don't think Zion's going to win Rookie of the Year, and I think the reason will be because of his injury. Uh, but I also think it'll be a, RJ Barry could make a case in New York. Sure. Uh, but also Tyler, Tyler Hero. Okay. Uh, is having now, that's way out of left field, by the way, but okay, go on. That's deep. That's out of left field, not deep, but okay. That's far. That's, that's <laughs> far. That's a digger. It's like the Nationals hitting dingers. Dingers. All right. Uh, I got uh, my boy. RJ Barrett, the Canadian, winning the MVP, not MVP, the Rookie of the Year uh, this year. I just think kid has something to prove. New York's a great market for him. They don't have too much talent to go around. He's going to get a lot of shots. So I, I think he'll be an efficient player, and he has he might be the reason the Knicks franchise turns something around. Uh, they haven't been able to. But uh, before any player can come better or anything, there's uh There's one more award you're saying, Taha? Yeah, it's about the biggest fan of the year, and I give that to myself. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the coach of the year this year 
it's going to be someone that I don't think anyone will be surprised with. Uh, I, think Doc, I will be in about five seconds. Doc Rivers from the LA Clippers. Ah, oh, give me a gun. Oh, goodness me. That, that, was, that, that, was that far as well? <laughs> that's from the right field this time. That's extreme. You know what? That, that's actually a pretty uh, pretty decent pick. Yeah, I think Doc Rivers will take your coach of the year. Finish it off with you. Fillers. Fillers finally gets his due credit. A rookie head coach leads the league uh, to a championship. Now without Kawhi, I think his talent's really going to uh, really gonna fly. So with that said, we'll move on to our favorite segment of the podcast, My Two Rupees. Now, remind our folks why it's called My Two Rupees again. So back in South Asia, Pakistan, <laughs> India, we, uh, we, we uh, use our currency called rupees. And uh, rupees basically turn into cents here. So one cent is one rupee, basically. So instead of calling it two cents, the Pakistani instinct in us came out and we called it My Two, my rupees. two rupees. I have a jingle coming up for that. So every time we say that, it's going to be an intro. Into my two rupees, and I promise you, I'm not like people past and Andrea Bargnani from back yeah, in the day. So every time you hear that, that little cue of music, you know what's coming up, folks. And this will be the most, um, I think, historic Canadian moment topic for us this year. This for our podcast for my two rupees, but I'll let you uh start off with it because this I might get a bit emotional, so I'm gonna grab yeah, the tissues. Uh, yeah, you're getting a little teary eyed here. So, huh? <sighs> Uh, well, thank you for the background for all our listeners. With that said, uh, Vince Carter. You remember Vince, don't you? Air half Canada. Man, half amazing. Air Canada. The guy who dunked over your Frenchman, the country Rudy Gobert's from. <laughs> you remember that, don't you? Can I change my defensive player of the year pick? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Vince you remember Carter. that, don't you? Vince. So, with, you know, Vince came out this offseason and said, This is it. The final dance, as Dwayne Wade said it last year. Our question today is What is Vince's legacy? Uh huh. I'll describe it in two words, but in two different statements. So in my right hand, I got Air Canada. And in my left hand, I got Canada basketball. And the reason I say that is that um, he took off. And when Air Canada, a.k.a. Vince Carter, took off, the growth of Canada basketball also took off. And I owe it to him and I think the country, the city, the organization, the players, the fans, the ownership owes it to Vince Carter. Because this whole franchise, this championship that we won this past year, all started with Vince Carter. And I think looking back at everything he did, I know the unraveling and the trading away wasn't as pleasant as fans wanted it to be, but it's a part of the game. But what he did for the city... And what he did for this country, I don't think anyone, not even Kawhi Leonard, was able to do in a season. Kawhi so, gave us a championship, but Vince Carter gave us the love for the game. And a lot of fans are fans right now because of Vince. And I think this year, he might not get a full rodeo that Dwayne Wade got. But I think there might be a one-day contract or some sort of contract signed with the Toronto Raptors at some point of the season where Vince Carter will finish it off in Toronto. But I also think the gut instinct in me tells me at this year's 2020 NBA All-Star Game, he'll be a special selection. Not only a special selection, but he'll be part of the slam dunk contest this year. Uh, he's too old to dunk, FYI. No, no, no. Have you not seen his highlights? He is too no. old to dunk. Vince this is not anything. Oakland 2000. I want to know what you think. This is not you can round Oakland. This off. Uh, 
Yeah, we thought I can go on for, for hours and hours talk about Vince Carter and the quote-unquote Carter effect. A great documentary, by the way, that we saw. He did a lot for Canada basketball, but, you know, I take a step back and, and you know what, I look at, you know, the package he's put together. You know, we made the playoffs the first time ever in franchise history under his leadership. Uh, right now, as it stands, he's 20th all-time in NBA points. Uh, you know, I think everyone who's above him has made it to the Hall of Fame. By that virtue alone, he might be a Hall of Famer. Do the do the Raptors retire his number? That's that's a different story altogether. But you know, this is someone who really brought back the slam dunk competition all by himself. He left a legacy, uh, a generation of of children who followed his lead, who wanted to be like Carter. And I, I think he 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 did a lot. Now there are some people that say that he left on a bitter note. He was a lazy player. He didn't give it his all. But you know what? There was a time when he was young, but then look at him now with the Hawks. He's providing a lot of veteran leadership to a lot of good young NBA players. So I think his legacy of that is someone who really was, uh, who lived above the rim, who was just a high flyer. Uh, he was the the most popular player in the NBA, and I think that will be his legacy. Everyone's going to know VC because he is half man, half amazing. And I think that's that's the Carter effect. That is the Carter effect, yeah. And that is also our two repeats. And that is also the end of our podcast. Wow, I had so much fun today. You know what? If we didn't have this restriction, we could go on like another half hour right now. I think I think the reason, ladies and gentlemen, we keep it a bit short because we don't want to bore you. We want these podcasts to be short, to the point, conversational. And hopefully we have it. All right, and I think every week we're getting better at this. As we're as you guys are enjoying our content, we're learning as it goes. Your feedback means the world to us. But thank you for tuning in today. Uh, our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll make a Snapchat too if we have to, and a TikTok, Probably should. Probably and a TikTok, should. TikTok. TikTok. Want to make a TikTok with me? Yeah, we should. We should do that too. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna get Danielle and a few TikToks with me. Uh, but we also might be hosting some events down the season. You know, making a few appearances at the Hoops Talk events and stuff like that. So uh, definitely stay connected with us because uh, we might have some giveaways and stuff like that as well. Any question or feedback, any topics you want us to cover, uh, will be greatly appreciated. And uh, I think next week we have some in crazy topics for you. We might have a double episode coming up for you guys as well. Who knows? We got some surprises. But, Daniel, anything you, any wise words you want to leave um, that are deep that you want to leave? <laughs> I'm just going to leave our listeners with, listeners uh, with, you know, thank you for our time. You know, we try to make a, a show, bring content that's exciting, that has our own edge exciting. and spin to it. Hopefully, we're not boring you. Boring. But to Da's point, if there's anything you want us to cover, we're junkies, all right? We're really good researchers. You tell us. We'll look it up. And, yeah, stay tuned for the next edition of Last Man Standing. Uh, thank you again, and hopefully we'll connect with you guys soon. It's your boy Taha. And Daniel. Signing, Signing out. out. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next episode next week. Peace. Peace.